I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm your host, Francie, and I am joined by my colleague, Ryan. And today we're diving into the topic of, obviously EVs are super innovative. There's a lot of advanced technology in there and their designers really get to play with the user interface and the software in these EVs that really push them apart into a new era of what is transporting you around your world. And sometimes I think the software can be too much. They go too far with it. They experiment too much. Sometimes it's too little. They take away buttons and tangible things that we need and put them into the screen. And um, overall, it can kind of be either or, but there are tools that automakers have used to make it a bit easier to especially have our cars, our EVs compatible with the technology we already use, like our smartphones and even turn those into tools from unlocking or controlling your car from afar or from your phone or even just playing the music and something that we're all very familiar with of course is android auto and apple carplay and these are the systems that allow your phone to connect to that infotainment system in your car and handle everything from navigation to music to your calls of course to speak to text and overall it's a pretty great system it's comprehensive it works well it's um, definitely changed my experience in cars trying to either just have my phone stuck up somewhere where i can see the navigation or built into the infotainment system really makes a different difference and it has that universal compatibility that is really great and some would even say it's it's pretty future-proofed. So I have Ryan on, who's my colleague at Out of Spec, because you're a little bit fired up, and honestly, I see why, but it's because GM has ditched CarPlay, and we're going to dive into all of the implications of this, GM's reasoning, and more, but I honestly love how worked up kind of it makes you feel as you did yeah, um, the research. Like you said, software is incredibly important, and especially for EVs with all the software that they have, there's so many important functions that they do. And, you know, I, th I think it's a critical component, and GM is right to have a lot of focus on it. However, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto are fantastic systems. They're continuously updated by Apple and Google. 
They work extremely well. They're very reliable. They're great. There's not a very good reason not to include it. Hmm. However, GM has decided to ditch it, and they gave some reasoning for it, which I personally don't agree with at all. So I guess okay. we can go ahead and just jump straight into it. Tell me about what GM has said about why they would step away from this seemingly great system. So most recently, they're claiming it's for safety reasons. So their thought is that if Apple CarPlay or Android Auto has some sort of connectivity problem, uh, then the drivers may pick up their phone and then that could be a dangerous situation because they're now looking at their phone while they're driving. Okay. But this seems like a pretty weak argument because wired connections exist and they don't really have too much of a problem. Furthermore, um, they had one of, uh, one of the people working on their communications, they said that if drivers were able to do everything through the vehicle's built-in systems, they'd be less likely to pick up their phones and therefore less distracted and safer behind the wheel. He admits, though, GM has not tested this thesis in the lab or in the real world, but believes it has potential. So GM is just saying, like, trust us, guys, trust us. That bothers me a lot. And additionally, GM announced their ditching CarPlay in March. They didn't mention safety once until December. So to me, it seems a bit odd if safety is the reason you're doing this, that you don't even mention it for eight months. Mm -hmm. This gets complicated by a uh, recent test by Inside EVs of the new Chevy Blazer EV. So this was Kevin Williams' article from Inside EVs, right? That came out like just an hour before we're recording this. And when we got on the phone, yeah, Ryan was like, oh my gosh, you won't believe it. It's the first Chevy vehicle without Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. And it bricked the vehicle in 28 hours. They had numerous software problems. It started with some weird Bluetooth problems where every time uh, the driver got into the car, Bluetooth would connect and play a random song on his phone at huge volume, just blast it, and he wasn't able to fix that. Eventually, he started having with problems with the entire info infotainment. A lot of the uh, icons just disappeared, so he still had heating, AC, volume, and could see the navigation, but he couldn't actually really do anything, and a lot of the functions were completely unavailable. Shortly thereafter, the entire screen started flickering on and off. This went on for 20 minutes, and eventually it completely died. So no HVAC, no speed, no directions, nothing. It's completely black. Uh, imagine oh if a Tesla screen went completely black. That's the equivalent. No, absolutely uh, nightmare. So he pulled over on the side of the highway, spent some time on his phone trying to figure out how to fix it, and eventually he was able to reset the system but it didn't really work and he ended up having to use his phone for navigation <laughs> eventually he made it to a charging station he had some problems there and the vehicle completely bricked itself he had to get a rental car to get back home so obviously this was a massive disaster and it seems pretty clear that this is at the hands of their brand new infotainment that is meant to replace android auto or apple carplay Wow. I think it's fair to mention that, again, this is a press vehicle, so it may not be representative of production vehicles. However, if you're going to say that your system is implemented for safety reasons, it's unacceptable to have this kind of a thing happen. Definitely. Uh, so to me, the safety uh, angle is kind of BS. Uh, I don't buy it for a minute. Yeah, and so it does seem to be a direct 
correlation. Of course, we know that the, like you said, the vehicles that go out to press fleets, there aren't always the full picture. They might be a bit pre-production or just at least pre-public, but you have a good point where their reasoning doesn't seem to be matching up. First off, the fact that they're speculating about what would be best for drivers rather than basing that on off of research and actual findings. Don't love that. And um, you make a po- an interesting point that their reasoning didn't start out with safety, but now it's safety. But then you introduce something and this, yeah, this uh, reviewer, Kevin Williams at Inside EVs has a really nightmare of an experience certainly a hundred percent he would not have had to pull over off the on the side of a freeway if the infotainment didn't completely crash so that that lies 100 percent on the shoulders of gm software Uh, however if we look back into march in the initial announcement that they're ditching gm they had Mm -hmm. some other reasoning so the quote that i found was they wanted to capture more data on how consumers drive and charge evs So I want to take a moment and do my best to play the devil's advocate, try to uh, help GM give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. If you have a really well-integrated software stack, it's great. You can have really good route planning, battery preconditioning, all this stuff that works really well. For example, uh, Tesla does this quite well. I, in fact, own a Tesla, and I think the software is really quite solid. They do not offer Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. However, the software is pretty solid. With that being said, I still think Android Auto and Apple CarPlay should be an option for Tesla. Additionally, Ford's already integrated uh, battery preconditioning, route planning, all that stuff with Apple Maps, and they're working on Google Maps now, so it's very possible to do it with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, Tesla actually has a legitimate reason for not offering uh, Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. When the Model S came out, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay didn't exist. They had to create an entire software stack for the vehicle. So they had three years of an entire software system before uh, Android Auto or Apple CarPlay was even introduced. So I think that's at least a reason why they don't have it. I still think they should offer it, but that's at least a reason. Hmm. And I finally found what I believe to be the real reason they're doing this. And that's subscription services. So one of the things that they love advertising, they're like, we're going to have free Google Maps, free Google Assistant for the first eight years. And then it's a paid subscription. I found a quote from the executive director of Digital Cockpit Experience, Mike Hinchy, said, quote, we have a lot of new driver assistance features coming that are more tightly coupled with navigation. We, uh, we don't want to design these features in a way that are dependent on a person having a cell phone. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah, everyone has a cell phone. Everyone, everyone has, has a cell phone. I mean, I do Every know one person who has a flip phone, but... Sh- are they one. buying a brand new GMEV? That's true, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's no person who is buying a brand new GMEV and does not have a cell phone. That's, that person doesn't exist. That's so, really true. They're mostly tech-savvy people who have a smartphone. It's kind of like a prerequisite to getting an EV, I'd say. Certainly, yeah. And, I mean, even just existing in today's, today's society, smartphones are almost required. Um, and after some more digging, I was able to find a better quote. And this is from Edward uh, Coomer, GM's chief digital officer. Quote, okay. we do believe there are subscription revenue opportunities for us. 
companies targeting 20 to 25 billion in annual revenue from subscription services by 2030. And to me, that is the real reason and the only reason they're doing this. Wow. Okay. That's, I mean, that's disappointing, but I am not surprised. I mean, in recent history, we've seen with GM that they're pulling back, they're delaying, they're having a bit of trouble with the way that, you know, the economy is going, EV demand, whatever it is, whatever influences where they're trying to, you know, hit those number marks and especially keep those costs and expenses down. And I can see that they might want to get creative with how they bring in revenue. But I have to say that I do not think that subscription models like this are even a good way to go about that and actually make lasting revenue. I mean, I personally think that they should probably consider market research and you know stick to stick to creating a valuable offering that is perhaps more affordable and um that people can buy which i guess they've tried to do but hasn't been successful i mean this just doesn't seem like this kind of subscription to be able to use the infotainment in my car is the way to go about it what do you think it's really lame it's really dumb it's terrible for the consumer uh, it only benefits GM. It's it's pretty selfish and it's really dumb, especially considering all the other manufacturers are not doing this. Additionally, I have a hard time seeing the cost angle because developing your own software system is going to be incredibly yeah. expensive. Yeah, um, why not use what works already? Get creative with a different revenue stream. I mean, I, yeah. I do love how, yeah, you're like, this is stupid. This doesn't make sense. We see what you're trying to do to back it up, but it's pretty clear if you're trying to make some subscription opportunities, uh, just, just be straight up about it. But again, I, I don't see the value add really for the consumer yeah. or the driver. Certainly. And we've seen this with BMW. They've tried to add subscription services to a lot of their vehicles and there's been huge pushback. Uh, one thing that I actually appreciate appreciate about BMW is they didn't beat around the bush. They're like, yep, we're just going to do subscription services, more revenue. That's why we're doing it. And there was a lot of pushback, and they pulled back from that. Meanwhile, GM's over here trying to make up some BS excuse about why they're doing this, beating around the bush, trying to pretend like it's not money. It's just, it feels disingenuous, and it's frustrating. It's As a consumer, it makes me not really want to support that kind of a business model. Mm -hmm. It definitely doesn't look like, uh, it's, it's not a good look. And it's not, I don't see really anyone else moving in this direction either. Do you? Nope. It's, uh, and, it's just them. Yeah. For instance, Ford recently said that they will keep autoplay. They'll keep Android auto. And what was it on? Yeah. Just a few days ago, Jeff yeah. Farley said, we're committed to keeping it. And Certainly. then tweeted that Ford is working with GMAPS to get EV route planning integrated, similar to Apple Maps, like you were saying. So it's it's not replicated in the industry. It seems like GM is taking a little bit of a hard right turn away from something that works. And overall, that probably won't be best for the consumer in the long run. So who knows, maybe they'll walk it back, like you, like you said about BMW and other things that automakers have done when they've gotten, uh, you know, the the back pushback from people and then said, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, but it seems in general, maybe they're, I don't want to say this because I don't know if this is really founded, but grasping at straws here, like it, it just doesn't seem like the, the, the most innovative, smart idea that they can take in a world where innovation and thought leadership and impressive technology is leading. 
No, it's just they're creating a new way to make money and extract it from their consumers' wallets or their customers' wallets, really. Stick with what works. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think Tesla has the best software in any car, um, and they should still have Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, 100%. So. Yeah, that's true. Options for the consumer that you can choose because they both work really well. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Any other key takeaways that you've brought from this? I know that it... Um, it you have like an uh, uh, impassioned opinion about this, which I really appreciate too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I feel very strongly about this. I do, again, want to reiterate, uh, especially with the new Chevy Blazer EV, that was a press vehicle, and that may or may not be representative of what their software is actually like. So give them the benefit of the doubt. It may improve. However, starting off on that note is really bad, terrible. Definitely, definitely not a good note. Um, we'll we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but I, if I were that writer, if that journalist, I would definitely be a little hesitant on my next ride for sure. Um, thanks, Ryan, for looking into this and going over this. It'll be interesting to see what they do if they pivot back or if they just dig their heels in with this. Yeah, I really hope that they reverse their decision or, at the very least, make a functional system. Yes. So. Fingers crossed. Ask for. Yeah. Let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, do you have a preferred system that you use and how sad would you be if they took it away and forced something on you that's new? Should we stick to the old or should we keep innovating? And I know that there's challenges along the way as we try new things, but I think something should be left alone. Thanks everyone for tuning into the Out of Spec podcast. We will see you next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.